0: Battle of the Elgos yesterday. Some took some dovish comments and jammed the market higher. Hawkish comments took the market lower. Dovish comments again and nice rally at the end of day. But we're fading back off that highs from yesterday. What's going to happen today? We got some good earnings out there from Under Armour, Uber. I guess people aren't eating those greasy burritos as much at CMG. Frank Holmes is going to join us at 8.35 talk about the airlines taking flight and the overall Bitcoin market. He's always on and gold. we got a lot to cover. Let's get it going, Mitch. This is Pre-Market Prep.
1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This
2: is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny.
1: With everything you need to start your trading day.
0: Okay, folks, uh, we're taking a little bit of a tumble here. Uh, over the last few minutes, the selling has increased. We're down 21 handles, 54.75, right on the lows of the session. So the yo-yo market continues. Uh, the buck, that's down 30 cents at 103 even. Bonds are up a few ticks, 128.18. Uh, crude in the 77 handle, of 51 cents. Gold trying to get back over 1,900. That's up 6.10 at 18.91.10. Silver? Up 22 cents at 2240 and Bitcoin quiet, it's down 135 dollars, 23,165. I hope triple D cancels some bids before he came on. So we'll bring on triple D and Money Mitch. And guys, sorry, I was I wasn't really smooth on that uh that intro there, but I put it in the chat GPI, and that's what it gave me to say.
2: Chat we'll GPT, talk. Joel.
0: Oh, oh, GBT. GBT. Okay. GBT.
2: That's <laughs> why that's why the intro is rough. That's that's <laughs> why I got it rough. You GGI. got the yeah, you got the, the type chat. The bad chat coded GBT. one, you know.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> it's changing the whole world. I'm sure it is for Microsoft stock, which goes up five bucks every single day, just because they're now gonna be the search engine that everybody goes to. Nobody's gonna Google anything anymore, they're only gonna bing it. Because they got ChatGPT. When's I'm the last certain, time you've been And on I'm so Bing. certain that Google is just going to stand by and watch and not come up with any ChatGPT product of their own. There's no way in the world any executive at Google is thinking about ChatGPT because they fired those ones. So the only people who left are not thinking about ChatGPT. And that's why Microsoft continues to go up every single day because everybody's just going to bang everything. What's last Do time you used even
1: bing? bing, bro? Do you even bing? Come on, man. I've I've it, I got I I got it. Wait wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. I for full disclosure, I, I do use <laughs> I I do use I, GPT. You know why? Well, back <laughs> I mean you know, knock on wood when uh when we had some issues in the, at this office here, uh it was like, Oh, don't use Chrome. Chrome does this and Chrome does that. So so when I set up the new computer, I'm I'm using both. I'm I'm using I'm using Bing for something, you know, that and I use them both. I I use I do use Chrome more, but uh, so far yelling into the computer and bang and trying to, you know, that's when it came up for the intro. But you can't, I mean, what are you gonna say about Microsoft here? It's up 284, right? You traded
2: GPT rally, that's all it is. I mean all it yeah. is. they're they're all over it though. They can't get enough of it. That's all they talk about. So I mean, this is seen as the chat GPT play. Yeah. You know, they've pro you know, and, and kudos to them talking about it right away and getting involved and you know, trying to incorporate it into their crappy search engine because I know like bing, I search on Bing, I never find what I'm looking for. So maybe this <laughs> is gonna drive some traffic there. Obviously, probably already is if they're incorporating it. Can you already use Chat GPT on Microsoft? Is it already there or they're just still talking about this? So I haven't went to Bing to it, actually it, find it out.
1: It already it already has some features. I don't think so it's there you fully go. So that, integrated, so all yet, but it's Facts. already starting to jump on it. And you can Facts. see that's why I was showing you there, the new Bing.
2: You can ask it questions I'm going now, to Bing so right now. I'm using things my like Google that. Chrome to go to Bing.
1: Ah, that's the interesting part, right? Don't just Bing. type in the com. search.
2: Ask me anything. How are you? You know what really
1: also gave them the lift, right? Remember when uh, kind of even on iPhones, when you open those browsers, right? And it's not no longer the Safari life, right? I mean, a lot of people still using Chrome, even on iPhones. So, I mean, let's just be honest. Google's going to win this AI battle, right? Microsoft 100% can do stuff Google's in gonna production. AI battle. But Google's going to win it, regardless oh, if they're oh, late to the so. party. Not, They'll well, figure it out.
2: I'll bet on Google. Yeah, I'll bet on Google, too. I I'm, I'm bet on Google. I'm still on Google. Still on Google. Um, but again, you can't argue with right now. People are just thinking whatever they can get in ChatGPT and they're buying it. Microsoft seems to be the play. They're the ones, you know, that are all over it at least to start, you know. So we'll see how Google responds. But I would be it would be highly unlikely that Google just sits back and doesn't launch anything of their own. So, do we get a pop in Google when they officially announce something? Like, do we, or is it just going to be too late?
1: That's a question. Is it being priced in already into the stock?
2: It's right? popped a little bit. So, I mean, it has come back from a crappy earnings report. So, I got to think there's a little bit of it coming in, but nothing like this Microsoft move. I mean, Microsoft is basically up. Well, some of it was the earnings bounce, but definitely up 15 points, probably you could say, from ChatGPT. There's 15 points here, so 5% move so far. Huge market cap stock, the big move.
0: Yeah, what is other
2: it? GPT? The AI has come off a little bit. I know. yeah, it's, it's we see it. Yeah. It just yep. has got the ticker symbol. What are the other chat? What are the other chat GPT plays? The little the little stuff. Like uh, Microsoft was obvious. This AI thing, I don't think it's. I that. think GPT I think someone
0: mentioned S O U N. Is that those one? are small
1: though? It, I, we're going yeah, penny stocks now. There's there's another penny stock, BBAI, AI, uh, Big Bear AI Holdings. Um, that one's been watched just give me what was the one I just uh sound s o s o u n. Oh, oh, well,
0: here's one. Uh, uh, veritone, remember that one? Yeah,
2: it hasn't really moved much. Maybe that is a playoff of it. VERI, that thing, that thing can be a wild little stock too. I mean, obviously, you know, had the big moves. Remember, got all the way up to like 60, 70 dollars, then got down to like a buck. Then the 2020 rally took it up to forty-five dollars again. Then it got back down to like I'm, four bucks. I'm I mem- like
0: I'm not in it. That could be a play. I, I remember this one I, cause I was looking at it and I don't know who mentioned it to me. Uh, but I had a GTC order in and uh it was in, in I don't know, it was like around six, seven bucks. It was pretty low. I have to go back farther in this. And um I and it was in Barron's, and it was on the cover of Barron's. And it was, uh, I think, it might have been during the pot thing too. So they were just grabbing stuff, and I missed, I missed it by like fifty cents. You know, I had a GTC, I can't remember six fifty or seven or something like that. Maybe it was higher, and then it took off, and then I never, uh, I never, I never got back into it. But just real quick, going to the Microsoft, do you, mm-hmm. who was the analyst that took us from two forty to two twenty? Remember those days? You thought it was going absolutely out of business the downgrade must have come with uh the second day of the year did someone downgrade this and we had to gap down and we continued lower oh you mean oh no way down to
2: 220 i don't know that was the tesla day too the third day was when they had the analyst downgrade tesla and they downgraded i don't know if it's to sell but they downgraded it and the stock opened down that day went to like 101 tesla and then reverse and close green that day that was the turning point that was the key reversal that this market was looking for I should have just used my indicators
1: bad. man RSI called the bottom perfectly on that Microsoft one? chart on the Microsoft chart on the Microsoft one yeah it called it perfectly it like the perfect January the effect key.
2: called the bottom on all these things. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know beat up tech stocks and they've turned them around but i don't know like i guess i got sh- I, I got some etfs I'd say it to can't take a look chase, at. but holy crap it just goes up every day so microsoft so i don't know Let's roll through some of these
1: ETFs that are for AI. I got the Global X Robotics Artificial Intelligence ETF. That's going to be BOTZ. B-O-T-Z. I that's kinda like got, the name. That's
2: mainly Intuitive Surgical. I trade that a lot. The biggest mm. component, I believe, is Intuitive Surgical in there. Yeah, they, they do have Intuitive Surgical in yeah, there. Yeah, which is something to think about. Yeah. All right. And then
1: you have, uh, there's uh, Robo. The Robo Global Robotics Automation. Yeah, index. yeah.
0: How's,
2: some of these are know, thin too, so just robo. be careful. Bots is pretty thick. I'm just looking at Robo. It's not. It's it's got some trading and then in I'll there, give but you pretty the iShare. thin. Pretty thin.
1: IRBO. IShares Robotics Artificial Intelligence. Again, some of these are thin, so I'm just kind of looking through the
2: volume yesterday. That is now that one's got some volume. IRBO's got some volume.
1: Yeah, it's IShares, right? It's going to be probably one of the following ones.
2: You just gotta watch the ETF. Sometimes you get these ETFs by trade by appointment only, and they can really be trouble. And stuck then I'll give you things. one
1: last one here. Sure. I'll
2: give you the uh,
1: first truce uh, NASDAQ artificial intelligence one. R O B T.
2: I've never traded that one before. I'm going to look at the hey, volume from I was yesterday. Just trying to give
1: you guys some outlook there. If you guys pretty want thin. More ETFs. That one's
2: pretty thin too.
0: So. What about the robo? What about the robo? The robo, that's what I think you mentioned that one. Yeah, yeah, we did. No, 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 I know, but good. that well, what's the volume on that one? Dana? Pretty
2: thin, pretty so it's thin. got some volume, but yeah, that's pretty, crazy. Did, man. pretty I, thin, man. I look for but, at least uh, like a that million. A lot cares. of these are pretty thin, you just gotta be careful. Why are we concerned about thin? Well, it's hard to get in and out, and sometimes the spreads can be seven, eight, ten, fifteen cents on these things. So you're paying like point two, point three percent. You think you're in zero commission environment, but if the algorithmic market maker is holding a twenty cent spread on that thing, you try to get, you know, you even go like the penny. Try to close, and it just penny jumps you. So you're stuck paying like I don't like paying point three, point four percent spreads. Yeah, you'll
0: never get in
2: zero point. Well, you can, but I mean, you're giving up a little bit of an edge. Like you know, going back to like full commissions when you're paying point four percent spread spreads. Like, I mean. You put a hundred grand in something and pay 400 bucks to get it in on the spread. It kind of sucks. So I don't know, maybe if you're really in long-term though, maybe you don't care about, you know, paying 0. 0.4, 0.5%, 0. but 0.5% adds up. That's why I like the spy. And, you know, obviously the really the liquid, liquid ETFs so that get in for 0.01% if you pay the
0: spread. So but, uh, well, real quick, just before we finally yeah. move on, I've, I found it. It was on January 4th uh, mm. that this guy uh, downgraded Microsoft. I mean, and then that it uh, it had already had a weekday. Then it gapped down, went down another day, and then hit the bottom, absolute bottom. Everyone puked that thing out. We all know about that. This was a crazy earnings day. I'll just give you a pre-market high. Pre-market high is 273.66. Things are kind of, this is a thin area here. So I'm not going to make any stand and say there's a daily high standing in the way. Next daily high that you're contending with is 28034. So that's 10 bucks away, eight bucks, yeah, 10 bucks away if you're looking for a longer term target. that was one bad day back in in August. So all right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna do some earnings. I mean, is everyone sure. taking an Uber now? dennis you taking an uber around I'm kind Midland. of mad at
2: myself because this was one that was on my shopping list and i never did get in it i even talked about it on the show that i thought at a certain point in time uber is going to be a buy um obviously i liked it better than lyft i think lyft is coming back here too i'm kind of mad that i never bought any of this one so now it's gone i mean 37 bucks but i'd keep it on my shopping list gets that low 30s i'd be a buyer how they do there? all
1: right uber technology q4 eps at 29 cents sales at 8.61 billion beat the 8.48 billion estimate gross bookings at 30.7 billion up 19 percent year over year q4 monthly active platform consumers up 11 percent year over year and trips 2.1 billion up 19 percent year over year Uber Technologies, hmm, I don't know about you guys, but uh, we'll see. I mean, Uber's been trying to come back, right? I think uh, the only thing to always keep in mind is when we finally solve that issue, and I think at some point we'll get autonomous driving, what happens to Uber then? That's my only biggest question with Uber in long term.
2: That's a ways away, but yeah, Yeah. that's something to think about. Just long term, if you're thinking this for like a
1: 10-year, five-year investment. Maybe they're going
2: to lead the charge. Maybe they're going to team up with Tesla and have all their Teslas and they're going to be just, you know, they're going to lead the charge there and they won't have to pay their drivers they'll just get paid. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some people that make some money off that too. Why not Uber? Why right. can't they just, you know, fire all their drivers and keep all the money? That could actually we'll be see. good for them. We'll see. AI, right? For them. Taking over. That could be good for them. I, kinda- I, I like Uber. Um, I'd be a buyer on significant pullbacks. It's making money now. That's something to think about too, Joel. This, you know, obviously in a cash burn situation for a long time. They are no longer in that situation. They've been making money here for a while now, though, haven't they? Money Mench? Yeah. Yeah. They Twenty-nine have, uh, cents this quarter. You know, they, they make money. So yeah, you got to respect. Yeah. So if you just go, let's say, what are they? I don't know what they're supposed to make this year, but say a buck fifty. I mean, train 25, 26, 27 times earnings. I don't know if that's right. Just my quick math out of my head. I didn't look it up, but doesn't sound that expensive if it's going to continue to grow, and I like the idea of them eventually maybe leading the charge and you know autonomous driving. Maybe they can be there.
0: Too good. Too uh, before I give a technical. two too good Uber stories. Uh, the last time Lisa and I <laughs> went away, uh, we went down south and. You know, we have a uh, a friend that uh, uh, picked, helps us out down there. Picks us up at the airport, and we're standing there and standing there. And they're, I'm like Lisa, I go, you know, what airport did you tell her? And then she actually told her the wrong airport. We were we, <laughs> we were supposed to get picked up at West Palm, and she was like, I'm here, I'm here. And I'm like Lisa, where is she? And she's like, Oh, she's in Fort Lauderdale because so. Uh, but Lisa was on the phone within. Five minutes, man. We had an Uber driver. He was there. Actually, paid the Uber driver less than the driver that we pay down there. It was actually cheaper. Um, and then on the way back, we took we took an Uber. And this guy he I have of course when I travel, I was wearing my Michigan stuff. He couldn't stop talking about Michigan football, and he like. Pulling out I know some
2: guy like that
0: from the eighties and the nineties. So Joel I
2: don't, loved I, this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean he pulled <laughs> out like, some. This guy's like my best friend. Yeah.
0: yeah, he actually he actually do you guys remember um Antonio Vargas? Um he was Honey Bear. I can't remember the name of the show. There was um come on, help me out, Chad. It was a like a cop show, but it was uh honey uh Huggy bear used to wear that funky hat um oh, come on you're dating yourself oh you well anyways back his, to the 30s his son played football in michigan stars was it starsky and hutch uh, it might have been starsky and was hutch it?
2: Wasn't it? it is starsky there's certain starsky yeah, I never, bear. Huggy bear yeah Huggy
1: I never watched that i never watched that one
0: well, Huggy's Huggie Bear's Bear. son went to Michigan and played for a while, Justin Fargus. and then he went to the, and so he's. Been, I'm like, oh, was he number thirty two? And he's like, how did you know that? But uh, anyways, I should have bought Uber then. I did it. I'm looking at the monthlies, thirty seven forty five was your March two thousand twenty two high. We did trade above that, but uh, don't know where to buy it up here. But uh, I think it's important to hold thirty seven forty five here. All right. What about um, left? Lift? Lift lift, left. Let's get a left. Yeah, lift. it is. Left. Well, man, that stocks.
2: Look at the January effect here. Boom. Ugh. Right from the lows,
0: up eighty <laughs> percent.
2: Up eighty percent. The loses, January baby. 1.
0: This comes out after. I think earnings come out after for this one. Uh, Thursday. So I did, yeah. Thursday they come out. Yep. Yep. You get a pop. Eighteen seventy-five. If you want to target on that. And, uh, I mean, there's a pesky high up here at 1893. So, potential resistance between 1875 and 93. Uh, I'm not – I can't give you a really good point to buy this one. No, just give you resistance.
1: Will it fill the gap? I feel, I've seen so many charts fill gaps back to the upside that I'm just like, well, Liv has that gap there from uh, May 2nd and May
2: 3rd. Who knows? Maybe it fills it. Can't. Back I, I can't chase them here i'd love to own uber on a pullback though i would take uber over left and i would love to own it on a pullback and again yes. you look up you know and you see the p500 you know because the old earnings reports but they're starting to make money now 29 cents i'm just you know quadrupling that so i'm just going in my head if they can make 30 cents a quarter 30 60, 90 120 buck 20 240 360 eh. 30 times earnings if they can continue to make money at that pace and maybe they continue to grow it so i think uber is actually not expensive here all
1: right yep. let's I was just
0: going to say for the younger people too, you mentioned, you know, a car, car insurance, you know, price of gas has gone up. I mean, you know, there's something to be said if, you know, depending how much, uh, you know, you need a car, depending on where you live in the suburbs and stuff, um, you know, it's it's. Spend a lot of money on Uber before you make a hefty car insurance payment. So
1: Yeah, you know, that. one thing I, I even looked at, just to kind of give you guys an outlook, I looked at becoming like an Uber driver just on the side to just do it like a couple hours. And then I realized, oh, no, but then I got to pay this separate insurance because you can't just keep your same insurance and drive on their Uber. That's kind of against your insurance policy. That's the same with so Airbnb. You have, to get, you have to get a different insurance to even be a part of it. Then right there, I started seeing that margin that I was going to make really quickly go away.
2: The so, Airbnb is the same thing. You've got to have all your special insurance horror story you know, up here in the Georgian Bay area there. Um, Airbnb's coming back. How, yeah, Airbnb. They're Airbnb in the place. And they didn't have the right insurance, I don't believe. And mm. they were Airbnb. The tenant went in there, burned the house down. And it's been sitting there now, this house, for two years burned down. And it's full insurance fight. Nobody wants to pay. Because, one, I don't think it was an official. I'm not sure, but I don't think it was. not There's some rumors. Nobody knows anything because we don't know the situation. But all I know is the house has been sitting there. Burned down. They have a fence around. They haven't even cleaned it up. Like, they haven't cleaned up the the thing or nothing because it's still an insurance fight. Who's responsible? So, you got to be very careful when you do these Airbnbs. Make sure you have the right insurance. Make sure you have your I's down, your T's crossed. Because the tenants are sloppy. You know, you get in there. Yeah, some are going to oh, be yeah. fantastic, but some aren't going to give a crap. And they burned the house down. So it's been sitting there and it was a nice house. They burned the house down. It's sitting there just for two years. You know, you can see part of the structure is still like intact. Like it looks like it just burned down yesterday. But it's been yeah. sitting there for two years of trying to figure it out. So make sure you got the right insurance. Well, I will say that at least
1: on Airbnb, coming back to my important price point that I've been looking for above 124 as I said, I'd start looking at Airbnb again. Well, there you guys see it. It's already getting there um of course this one came from the bottom of the range it's been far we'll see what happens on that Airbnb it's interesting it's coming back
0: heck of a January man look at that don't burn
1: my Chipotle though Joel don't burn it because we're gonna go ahead and get into that burrito Chipotle Mexican Grill Q4 EPS $8.29 missing the $8.90 estimate sales at 2.18 billion missed the 2.23 billion estimate Though uh, Chipotle Mexican Grill executive said that transaction trends improved through Q4 and turned positive
2: entering 2023. They we're just in this buy the dip mentality. I've never understood the P on this thing. I've missed this entire run for Chipotle forever. <laughs> Me and you, I think both have never really you know I, I, been, a, been a big fan of this stock. And I've just watched it go up and up and up and up and up over the years. So um, I definitely not my stock and obviously the overall uptrend is still very much intact and they were very much in a buy the dip market here so first miss for them in six years you'd think under normal circumstances you wouldn't want to touch it but we're in this buy the dip mentality i mean close your eyes buy the dip may work here i'm not saying it's going to i think i'm not going to do it on this one i did it on ford um and and got rewarded i don't know if i can do it on this one um just because i've never really liked the p on ford i don't mind paying p seven eight times here you're paying 40 times.
0: They needed to absolutely blow it away. I mean, come on. Look at that mood that it had since the beginning of the year. I don't I mean, get it at all. But they, I, I I ate there once. I got the it's burrito. It's not bad. I, I, I didn't like it. I, I mean, and I'm like a uh, burrito. You know, I like. Uh, it. And it was like 12. I don't even know how much money it would be now for one of those burritos. I just never... You know, I'm just not a fast food Mexican. I think guy. the
2: food's fine. I think it's good. I just can't bring myself to pay 40, 45 times earnings for it. I don't get why it gets, it's, it's I, basically I, being valued be twice good, as man. much as other comparables. So I know it, maybe it has the growth, but uh, the stock continues to go up. It continues to train 40, 45 times. Maybe it's his best of breed, and that's why I don't ever understand it. So I've missed the vote on this one.
0: Yeah, it's down quite a bit. I I'm really not gleaming anything from this chart. I don't think you're gonna see the uh, the pre-market low or maybe you know, longer term. Six, well, I mean not too far from the top of yesterday or bottom of yesterday's range. So you know, if you, if you got caught in this thing or you, you bought the dip on it, 1680.08 was the bottom of yesterday's range. I'll give you that. That's 30 bucks away. Um, On the downside, there are some daily lows in here, but you don't have two daily lows in the same area until 1600. And I don't think it was that bad of a report.
1: All right, let's go and charge up with Enphase Energy Q4 EPS at $1.51, beat the $1.24 estimate. Sales at $724.65 million, beat the $706.51 million estimate. They do see Q1 fiscal 23 revenue at $700 million to $740 million versus a $690.46 million estimate. Enphase up today, it did seem like solar was starting to turn around. But in yeah. this market, nothing seems like it wants to turn around. phase could get going today.
2: This um, obviously has you know, really not participated in the January effect. It actually, because more or less 2022 was an up your friend phase. So it wasn't a lot of stocks that were up. And I mean, now you get it going again. The tan starts taking off. First solar starts to get a little bit of life here going again, which has been an unbelievable performer. Hard to fade solar. I know the PEs are all high on these things, but we know this energy is obviously going to continue to grow. Um, end phase, Kramer always says is best of breed. I don't follow the sector close enough to know which is best of breed, but I can just tell you the stock has been an unbelievable performer over the course of the last five to six years. You dips on this thing. It seems like it's always a buying opportunity. I'm not fading the rip.
0: Uh nice pop here uh we have faded off the pre market high the pre market high is two fifty five and a half so that would be uh, a target on the upside since you're trading at two forty seven thirty two um as far as like the dailies go if you're looking for more uh on this move there's a pair of highs at two sixty uh actually two sixty and two sixty ninety eight I would just call it two sixty but first things first you gotta take out that pre market high and then where you would step out on the downside here, if you get uh, a quick whoosh off the open, you know you get a big seller. I know this one's kind of thin, well, not not that thin. Top of yesterday's range was uh, 23011. So if you're looking, to, if you're looking to get in at least on a gap fill, 23011 would be my potential support for N phase.
1: All right. Let's run quickly through this one. Let's go to CVS Health as they acquire Oak Street Health for $39 a share. CVS Health reporting. Yeah, they're reporting also Q4 EPS $1.99 beat the $1.92 estimate sales of $83.8 billion uh, beat the $76.2. $1 $1 billion estimate. Uh, CVS sees fiscal year adjusted EPS at $8.70 to $8.90 versus an $8.86 estimate.
2: Lifting into this, they seem to like the deal, which is funny because it was one that did not sell off and on uh, paying the premium, which I was surprised at. They did originally,
0: Dennis. They did they, they
2: hit it originally, right. Yeah, I remember yeah. they hit it originally and then right. I bounced it. I don't see it on the chart. Is that... It's
0: not um, October. What well, happened it in was... October? Was it October?
2: No, because let's look at the OSH. I think it was mid-December.
0: Yeah, I think it was in December, actually. No,
2: you can see the OSH gap up. So we can see clearly oh. OSH gapped up on January the 10th. So just about a month ago. There you go. There so you January go. 10th, CVS Church, January the 10th. Had that little candle where it went down. Looks like from about 91 to about 88. And then they bought it back right away. So... I don't know, I guess they don't mind the deal. I guess they want CBS to do something. 90, major super-duper resistance on this. If it gets silly, that's where it kind of broke down from. I'd say 90 is my level. Uh, but
0: boom, yeah, it looks like we're... I mean, make sure you clear the, uh, the, the trio of highs at like 88 and a quarter first. That's currently where we're trading. And then I see where Dennis is up to 90. My question for you, uh, uh, Dennis, is... Why? What? Four bucks? Uh, four bucks worth of uh, juice left in this one? The deal's going at thirty nine. Is there something I'm missing in this?
2: Is it cash deal, Mitch? Um, from what I the remember, value it was. Is, is yeah, well, it is, but
1: yeah, I just think it's time value. But I'll, I'll take a look at. If it, if yeah. they're yeah.
2: cash and stock, remember it will trade off the stock, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a cash yeah, I think deal. Well, yeah, so they're giving pretty good discounts to all of these for the simple reason that. It's yeah. one time value of money is for real now. It's 5%. So <laughs> Remember, it's we a, even
0: used to figure that. that you never to had, had to worry down. about it. So you
2: got <laughs> a buck and a half worth of time value of money probably. And, and, and then there's risk. You know, what if they look at it with scrutiny for whatever reason? They are always worried about this administration has said that they are going to look at scrutiny. They're, they're about the consumer. I mean, they're looking at iRobot and Amazon. I mean, how in the hell is Amazon an iRobot? You know, going to be tougher. I don't understand that whatsoever. You're talking about a small little speck of dust compared to Amazon, and they're talking about antitrust. So I don't get that whatsoever. So anything can come under screen. Okay. So those risk garbs are not buying anything up to the price. One time value of money. Two, they're not trusting any deal goes through just with no,
0: no, not at all. I guess that would be uh, a. But it's good only four bucks. Th- so th- you're th- talking
2: ten th- percent. They're giving a ten
0: percent ah. discount. Well, just a good segue here to Activision. I mean, holy mackerel. I mean, they're making it hard for the- What is the
2: deal with Activision today? Because there's got to be a headline here. There is. Yeah, give us that. It's it's
1: European markets. I had it earlier, but uh, ATVI. um, So it looks like uh, Europe regulations, regulatory issues uh, with that deal also. So if it's going to get fought back over here, it's going to get fought back in Europe well I don't know if it's going to be able to get through um definitely saw it this morning looks like we don't have it here um,
2: Kramer says so. he would buy it anyways I would imagine he's going to talk about it just previewing what he's going to say this morning because he was talking about this last night he featured Activision Blizzard and he said that he would buy it at 76 regardless of the deal now it just went down to 73 on worries <laughs> about the deal guaranteed he's going to come out Not nothing's guaranteed but in all likelihood he's going to come out and defend this today and probably say i would buy this pullback so does that lift it up because you know whether you like kramer or you don't like him he has influence on stocks i think he probably defends it i think i would actually buy this pullback on activision blizzard as well um i don't know if the deal is going to go through or not I'm looking at EA and obviously EA's has had a little bit of trouble. Take two is kind of hanging out where like, let's go back and let's for the exercise, you go back to where they were when this deal got announced. So Activision Blizzard deal was announced back in early, about a year ago now, actually we're getting a long, is it that
0: long, ago? Wow. long
2: time now. Yeah. So I'm looking back to about January of 2022. Yeah. yeah. That's when the gapped up on the Microsoft deal. So we're one year into this. The stock was trading around $65. Where was take two then? They T two was up at like 140 where was ea then ea was up at 130 so you gotta think if it doesn't go through it's probably lower than that i don't think it's crazy lower i think you probably if they kill the deal i think it's 58 to 60 how are the earnings and this is what kramer was looking at too how are the earnings because the earnings is what matters if this deal gets killed i mean a good report buck 87 yeah they did. what are they supposed to make this year this is an interesting risk herb, guys because and I, I might be on the same page as Kramer here. Maybe. The, and Buffett, I know, is. Buffett has said he likes the stock regardless of it as well because um, he owns it. Activision Blizzard. So you're looking at a PE. You're looking like 18, 19 times. I mean, where's E? These things don't trade with crazy high PEs either. What's EA's PE? Bringing it up. EA. Here we go. Electronic Arts. And you can do this along with me if you want. I'm just going to the pro and looking. It I'm up. doing 17- it 17. Take two has always been higher. Take two has always been like in the 20s. Let's see where take two is. TTWO, 17, 18, 19. They're all kind of in there. So I mean, okay. So let's set up the scenarios. The deal gets killed with this market that we are currently in right now. I think you're down seven or eight bucks. Deal goes through, it's 95. Your risk reward at $73 is not bad. If you're buying it here, I won't argue with you. I think you got eight, eight to 10 points downside. And he got about 22 points of upside. So you got a two to one risk reward here. If that gets to three to one, you're all over. That comes down to 70, I think. And obviously if the deal is dead, the deal is dead. But we still have the wild card. It sounds like they're getting, getting in trouble with the deal. It sounds like it might not go through. But even if it doesn't go through...
0: No, there's a lot of scenarios here. I just uh, Two quick analyst notes here. Uh, One, I uh, talked to Gene Munster yesterday on the closing print, and I asked him about this, and he said he likes take two when I asked him about the deal. So uh, that's where his favorite was. Uh, It was uh, always
2: my favorite, too. It's the one that I had in my long-term portfolio forever. I've sold out. I don't have any of these gamers now. I've had EA. I've never had Activision Blizzard. Actually, I did have Activision Blizzard, didn't I? I had that one, too, for a bit. Yeah, 115. Yeah. I did. I've had all these in my long-term portfolio. I don't have any of them now. I wouldn't... You know, and EA's obviously had the really bad quarter, and it hasn't really shown any life since then. I wouldn't be against buying any of these, though. I still think gaming is going to be a big part of everything. I mean...
0: I don't know. I don't mind the
2: Activision Blizzard down here.
0: Well, 115, that's a huge number if you're looking for more on the upside. Take two, we've hit that uh, four times uh, since late January. Um, Also, on another programming note, with uh, the way that uh, Activision Blizzard's been moving, uh, dialed up Michael Pachter, and he's going to be joining me at uh, 3.40 p.m. uh, on the closing print, so we'll get his take, uh, his marvelous turnaround, and on Netflix, we'll talk Netflix, and of course, we'll talk about uh the microsoft activision deal and uh you know he's a former lawyer so he understands it from a couple different angles do we have the uh, frank holmes in the background
1: yeah let's do it let's get out of the stocks right now let's get to our interview frank holmes executive chairman hive blockchain ceo and chief investment officer u.s global investors welcome back frank
3: it's great to be back and i got my mind on my money and my money on my mind
0: nice. oh, yeah. like this market oh, does yeah. too right <laughs> yeah. before before we go to uh the topics that you have for today I, uh when i was looking up is your is your nickname bulldog
3: yes yes i was uh I played every sport in school and the mascot uh was a bulldog so i was called bulldog especially on defense
2: mm. Ooh, we're calling sad. you bulldog forever now that's an awesome
3: <laughs> he was also yeah. named top gun right <laughs> that's right that's for as a as a top gold fund manager by institutional investors As a uh, it's it's a voting con- a, a process they have in canada Oh,
1: I thought you'd just fly jets on the side, you know, Frank, but we, we won't get into all that action. <laughs> let's not,
0: start not, with not let's yet. start with gold. Let's start with gold, Frank. Where where, where you at on the gold? It, it, the it gold. gets up and then it drops a 100 bucks. It you know, It's hard I, to stay in it. Give us your short and long-term perspective. Let on me
3: gold. give you a different review. I, I just come back. Every year I go to Harvard for a week with 150 CEOs from 80 countries, and I get to play young kids like you guys, like young. And, uh, and I'm, I'm the old guy in the room. So it, it, it allows us, and this year was all about the digital transformation. So the, the idea of Microsoft buying gaming, this is all part of the digital tr- uh, transformation. How did Moderna in 40 days, it's almost biblical, uh, get the genome from China in, in January of 2020? 40 days later, they have a vaccine. Uh, it's all because of this digital world we're living in and those companies that uh, are sort of move faster and becoming totally digital. But one of the fire chat talks was with uh, Larry Summers and uh, and I thought he had some great observations. He said the US is 5% of the world's population, is 25% of the global GDP, and we're 75% of global public market cap stocks. So America must be doing something correct. Well, the EU is a museum, Japan is a nursing home, China is a prison, And uh, Bitcoin is an experiment. Good luck. (laughs) Okay. So uh, now we can talk about the granularity. That's I thought was a healthy uh, macro view that we should be proud as Americans and proud that you just don't realize that how robust and dynamic the market cap is. And as John Sawicki's great book called The Wisdom of Crowds, what you provide is information, insight, opinions, that create the wisdom of crowds and price discovery. And I think that you don't see this when I'm in Europe and I go to France or in Amsterdam or in England, uh, this dynamic process that we're going through this morning.
2: So let's jump over. So we'll move away from gold for a second here. I wanna take you over to the airlines as well here, Frank. Obviously run the JET CTF here. The airlines have been flying here for quite a while, really since the start of January. And the earnings are there to boot. I mean, UAL said nothing bad on their on their conference call. Everything was pretty good. Their, their outlook was almost shockingly rosy. Um, and,
3: and the same thing with Europe and, and China opening up. The, the airlines in China, the Asian airlines, they don't look like an airplane taken out. They look like a rocket. Yeah. Uh, and so the Jets is a global uh, investment group. You know, it uh, rebalances every quarter on a quant process. But it does capture that growth. But there's lots of negative sentiment right now towards the airlines and that's why i don't think it's in the 30s uh and it has that potential for the upside but what one thing i'm talking to RAs, a lot of them are doing cover writing because of the volatility and has big premiums on it so i thought you know that was interesting what people are doing but overall global travel has has turned up and bookings are strong all through next year there's a shortage of pilots so the airlines have pricing power they have not re- opened up a lot of direct flights everywhere in the world. So you're, you're seeing an interesting capacity issue and you're seeing these ancillary fees starting to rise for them. So they unexpectedly turned profitable on a global scene a year early uh, because it's the biggest inflation last year. I mean, there's positive news of that inflation. It was 42 percent it showed up on the airline's tickets. Uh, it's right. inflation.
2: And I mean, people are paying it, and they don't seem to, like the flights are full. So I mean, we very much underestimate how much this consumer wants to go places, wants the experiences, YOLO, whatever you call it. I don't know where they're finding the money. Me and Money Mitch were talking about this on the pre-pre market show. I have no idea
3: where the consumer continues to find the money, but they are. Yes, they they are, and and the other big shift because of COVID at, uh, from Harvard was. It used to be like 9% of of workers would want to stay at home. It's now 30%. And and a lot of them want to fly self, just like spirit being taken over because they dominate the Caribbean. Uh, And so they want to go and find a nice island to go and do all their work all day on their computer and then go and enjoy the sunshine. Uh, So we do have a a new mobile agile workforce uh, that's moving all up, particularly North America. And And the same thing is happening in Europe. Uh, cold weather than the swedes they want to go to spain uh and, and so we're seeing this new dynamic
2: does this continue you think this continues yeah, or do... i
3: I think it's going to change and I think there's no doubt we're going to stay at a higher level um and let, and, and I think the big sh- you know risks are downtown buildings uh they're going to have to repurpose them uh, and I think that that to me is most interesting uh the other case was Walmart I did not know how much money Walmart's put into the digital space, but they're taking those big boxes and they're repurposing them for healthcare. So the, how that's going to grow for not only for their own employees and for morale, but it's also for everyone else. And it's that digital outlay. Uh, and, and, and all these stocks we talk about, you can see the leaders. And in Detroit, the best performing pizza company was... Domino's. Why? Because they spent the most money on digital transformation. The stock far outperformed every other pizza provider for the past three years. So I it's all exciting uh, in this digital transformation. And that's where Hive is. As you were talking earlier, uh, we have good news. Uh, I've stepped back. I groomed a CEO, Aidan uh, Kellick, to come on. Uh, he's worked with us for 18 months. He's uh, embraced the culture. And, uh, and so we still... Uh, We produced more Bitcoin than anyone else last year. Market caps of some of the other players are bigger, but we're the most profitable from a cash flow point of view. And and what's really a headwind for the industry is not only the drama with FTX, but it is much more about the difficulty. You just can't believe how many people are starting to mine Bitcoin, even though it was off 50% over 12 months. Uh, And so that means... Uh, Unless you're increasing your machines mining, you're going to get less and less Bitcoin Uh, and Hive is close to like 1% of the global network today Uh, and we've upgraded all our machines in the past three months uh, so that we have the most efficient machines. So I feel very comfortable. Uh, We stopped our ATM back in November, so we're, we're not issuing any shares at this stage. So there's so the company itself is doing very, very well. And I'm proud of the team and I can sit back and work on strategy uh, for the company.
1: All right. So it looks like also, of course, you just stated some of this that the, the issues, right? They are presenting themselves in this mining. Looks like you guys are at least staying consistent. Looks like 260 Bitcoin in January 23, 264 Bitcoin in January 22. What's the move going forward? Is it to yeah, fit, and, is it to and, mine more
3: or to mine less? No, we're going to mine more because we're going to increase our footpath, but we're not going to do silly. I think silly things, uh, and to like uh, I guess the expression of Michael Saylor said, there needs some adult supervision in the space, and that's what I have to provide it as so a risk management. We've not gone and entered into high debt instruments. We've not pledged our assets. Uh, and, and seeing this contagion and, and wipeouts has happened in the crypto mining in addition to the fallout from FTX. Uh, we, we've, we've been very conservative, we use cash management, and we've, we've been able to create, uh, being the first to do balancing the grid. Uh, we get paid $500,000 a month for balancing the grid. Uh, and then when energy went crazy in December, uh, we used our software and sold it back into the system and made over $3 million. So we have different avenue streams, and then we took all our GPU chips we're mining Ethereum and we use slap on some what they call that artificial intelligence, which captures everyone's imagination today. And we're using AI and we, we mine the alternative coins, who's ever most profitable for that minute, and then we convert to Bitcoin. So we've been able to increase our foot, Bitcoin footprint by, by repurposing with AR and GPU chips.
1: All right, now looks like Frank. You guys are looking for a strong luxury good retail. Of course, Valentine's season coming next week. You guys, yeah, guys, get ready. The fourteenth coming faster than you know it. Don't miss it. What's Some gonna love. happen give, this give season? Get the love out there. Definitely, gotta
3: give the love, right? Yeah, you do. And uh, and I and I think you take a look at luxury goods. Uh, how well they're doing uh, is is amazing. Like we talked about the airlines, where people are getting the money. But those luxury stocks continue to be so strong. And China opening up is no doubt in a big boom for, for commodity and go- for commodities like gold. Uh, this is the year of the rabbit. So there'll be lots of gifts giving.
1: Well, we're going to have to keep an eye out on those stocks in the high inflationary time. It looks like the consumers still finding money to get those high, high luxury goods. We'll have to keep an watch on that. And there's,
3: and there's my love going to school right now. Uh <laughs> my seven year old, uh Sarah. So all great. Lots lots of love for capital markets. We're the leader in loving the capital markets. Uh and I think it's just a great time uh to, to enjoy what we're doing. Hank, Frank, you go- don't you
0: don't you don't think the feds gonna mess things up here? I mean, you know, what what's going on? You think they're getting behind the ball here with this inflation that you know one bad number and we're gonna You know what do you just give your your overall macro view on on the markets i mean the things are rosy we had a bad earnings season the market rallies they don't care they shrug off everything uh what's gonna upset the apple cart frank
3: well there's no doubt the interest rates are and the money coming out of the system but that's really cooling down the inflation but remember we have taxes going up that's a drain that's a negative uh going to the government and, and however, there's a big cap expand going into infrastructure, and, and that is higher paying jobs. So I, I think that we're going to see this sort of rollover of the fiscal spending taking place here and the fiscal spending taking place in Asia. Um, and and last thing I'll with you, the biggest black swan that came out of the Harvard uh, uh, experience I had last week was this is the first time that America has been had a Cold War on two fronts. It was always just Russia, and now we have a Cold War with China and Russia. So that is the potential for some negative that's much more significant than Powell hurting the markets, because we're going to have a big spend, and uh, a trillion-dollar capping spend going into the economy uh, for infrastructure is, is very significant for carrying us through the next two years well
1: like the chat saying here this interview is definitely worth a second look you guys definitely catch that appreciate you joining us like always frank holmes check him out and who knows the hive blockchain looks like bitcoin's been making its way back we'll keep an eye on it frank have a good and one we, and we'll wheels, up. On.
3: Wheels, wheels up,
1: up. hey All we'll right. see it
2: we'll see are you it. wheels up too frank is he wheels up Wheels oh. up! <laughs> I didn't know his wheels up too. You're like in everything. How do you, like, time? How do you have the time for all this, Frank? You're, you're, you're busier than Elon Musk. Uh,
3: he's my, my uh, hero. I, I, <laughs> I think that it, it's in time management. But I'm so happy now. I've got a, a great CEO to run Hive. Uh, he's been moved mm. along, and and over the past year, I've been pulling back, uh, and is growing along. I just stay focused on strategy.
1: Love it, Frank. We'll definitely focus on strategy ourselves. Have a good one. We'll have you back on. Let's get back to the markets. How are we looking, Joe? Still a little. What's deep, going or? on
0: with What's going on with Google here? Mm, I'll
2: take a look. Some, there, they, they're having an event, I believe, overseas. Maybe they said something about.
0: Oh, maybe they, they said
2: they. Maybe they said they don't have an imminent chat this. GPT product.
0: Listen, Google's barred AI chatbot gives wrong answer at launch event
2: oh come
0: I'm not on making are it. you serious I, I'm not yeah making this is this coming stuff. from
2: the telegraph right now Bar- from the uk burn ai chatbot gives wrong answers oh <laughs> yeah, my guys, gosh oh uh, God, look at me i was just saying from the telegraph product <laughs> you guys they come on with a product gives the wrong answer google what are you doing Bring those execs back that know what they're doing come they're on the me, launch google. event so long the launch event come on they they gave the wrong. Is that right? I don't this know. Is from um, the Telegraph hey, in the UK. I, I heard. I heard. Overseas. It was
1: one plus one. Oh my and god! And it said ten. Oh yeah. <laughs> it
0: one plus the wrong one, answer. and it said ten.
2: <laughs> That's what they're saying. I don't know if this is true. It's what coming from the Telegraph? Humans you know, it win, like man. It's jet.
1: Humans over AI, baby all
2: day holy is no, microsoft no. lifting on that yes yeah, microsoft lifting on it? wow and <laughs> yeah. i here i am was giving google props that they're gonna come out yeah they're coming out with some but it doesn't work <laughs> 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 fix it fix oh, it oh man uh Someone's um, getting fired. Oh, I was, I was just going to say oh, that. Oh, someone's oh, getting fired for sure on like, that Someone's right
1: getting now. fired. I feel bad. Oh, <laughs> oh good Lord. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Get Under <laughs> Armour. more information maybe. on
2: that chat. Go digging. Anyways, yeah, Google go got digging, team. On that. So bring up the Google chart. Down all the way, Illumin, I see. I want to see Google. G-O-O-G. Okay, someone just mentioned forget. that. Look, inside. that's what just happened here. Boom, 107, 106, 105, 104, 103. <laughs> it's bounced a little bit off the lows, but... That's not what you want to see at the launch event. Given the wrong answer.
0: Oh man! man oh man! Oh man! Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys nailed that one. Google be the leader. Yeah, yeah, leader. Yeah. On the other side. not yet.
2: <laughs> the, apparently not yet. Me and Mitch egg on her face on that one <laughs> and losing money still on google okay next all right google don't worry thank you Google, you, you I just appreciate it me. all
1: right let's go to under armor here maybe that's what we need we need some armor under this but let's oh, get yeah. to their report me and money
2: mitch like hiding under a desk after that right <laughs> on after we 30 minutes after we got done saying google's gonna have a good product they come out and show it off and it gives the wrong answer Mitch, who the hell is that guy?
1: (laughs) Under Armour Q3 adjusted EPS 16 cents, beat the 9 cent estimate. Sales at 1.58 billion, beat the 1.55 billion estimate. They raised fiscal year EPS outlook to 52 cents and a 56 cent high end. Prior was a high end of 48 cents. The estimate right now at 46 cent estimate. So they reiterated uh, revenue growth outlook at mid single digits so keep your eyes i feel you know nike nike really got that area started um i know deck has been an absolute monster never turning around but nike's just been really strong i mean ever since october i mean look at
0: that move in nike that's about 50 percent gap and go and nike's kept on going yeah. uh under armor Mm, boy oh boy it did sneak over this area of 1140 uh, a couple spikes up to 1170 man that's got to be like its average daily range too but i'll just say right here uh it's at 1140 uh there was three highs from last week in that area so you hold 1140 you take out the pre-market high there's not much on the monthlies um 1140 was the top of yesterday's range too so it's one of these where you're buying off the open you're gonna find out real quickly whether you know you go through the pre-market high and get to 12 uh but uh opening in new potential resistance any technical comments from you guys i give
1: one here uh look how we just went slightly above into the gap zone pulled back and held the pullback there at 11.0 um and 1075 so that's going to be levels that i'll be looking around 1050 to act as support look for the push through to the gap zone that's going to be from uh may 5th and may 6th uh the low there on the close there is on the 5th is 1306 i've been seeing too many of these gap fills on the upside moves i mean i'm looking at these i'm looking at them
0: one pair of Under Armour shorts, they're like, okay. I'm not, not, a, not a huge Under Armour. I,
1: I mean, Under Armour should have just stuck to actually, what they were good at. Actually, I have a
0: really nice um, uh, you know, pullover. Like yeah, the got,
1: pullovers, jackets, yeah, that that's what to, they should have stuck to. Yeah. When they started getting into shoes, I think that's where they went a little bit too far. Uh, but let's let's keep going. We, we saw how those Curry shoes went. They kind of broke his knees, but. Uh, We'll keep going. Let's get out of that. Let's go to Yum Brands because I know some people are eating Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. Throw up in the chat, which one's your favorite of the three, Taco Bell, KFC, or Pizza Hut?
2: Let's get a Yum Brands here. Don't sit well. None of those sit well at all. Yum That's brands the, the yum forth. brands are yummy in your mouth, not so yummy about two hours <laughs> later. So, all of those, man. I cannot eat any of those because I get sick basically from all that. But it's, yeah, you know what? Man. It tastes amazing. I'll give them the taste. I don't know how people can digest that stuff, though.
1: Well, uh, there's a reason why in college I called it Taco Hell. But That's won't what get I call it. That. Oh, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone calls it Taco. Dong! Let's get to the action. Taco Bell here. Young Brands, Q4 EPS, $1. thirty-one, beat the $1. twenty-six estimate sales at 2.019, beat the $1.920 estimate. Taco Bell, strongest performer, of course, uh, same-store sales growth of 11%, beating the estimate of 6.7%. KFC also rising uh, same-store growth, 5%, short of the estimate of 5.4%. Pizza Hut fatigue kicking in. It seems like that's what happened in the pandemic. And now Pizza Hut's starting to bounce back a little bit. That's what they mentioned on the earnings call. But it was only a 1% growth there for same store sales in Pizza Hut.
0: This is in the middle of nowhere. Long consolidation long after consolidation. the move up, yeah. So I, I think you got to sit tight here. As Long as it holds one twenty six, multiple lows in that area. I don't think you can argue being bullish. And the longer that it takes to take out, it's not the all time high, but you snuck. Uh, what was the high of that range? Uh, let's call it one thirty one and a half, one thirty two. Trade the range dot com. You're kind of you're moving down on the lower end of the range, but uh, for me. I would say this takes out uh, this 126 with the vengeance. Then, uh, really, some room on the downside. Long consolidation. Now, we know what long consolidations mean. So eventually, <laughs> gonna get a move out of here. And uh, and I don't, I don't like any of those um, pizza. T- <laughs> I see
1: everybody a pizza in the chat pizza is favorite out when there. When I do
2: eat it, I love it, but this doesn't sit well. Man. <laughs>
1: I like how someone put Pepto Bismol. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's my favorite. (laughs) Seriously.
1: (laughs) All right. So, um, well, let's let's just wrap up with some talk. Of course, yesterday we got a lot of comments. The disinflationary process, man. It's happening. It's here, team. It seems like Jerome Powell. And and I gotta give it to the guy that was the speaker. I don't know if you guys watched that interview, but man, he was grilling, he was gilling, he was grilling Jerome Powell. He, he, was not, he was not letting up. He was going to get some bullish comments out of him. And I liked how he went after him. I thought he went after him more than they go after him in the conference. They, he even asked him about his salary and what he thought about his salary. He went into everything, uh, covering a lot of different areas. Now, one of the comments that I thought was very important was that we expect 2023 to be the year of significant declines in inflation. It's actually our job to make sure that's the case. My guess it would take certainly into not just this year but next year to get down close to that two percent dun, dun, dun.
2: um <laughs> you know
1: what I What to make of it that, but
2: I,
0: I what to I, make I, of it man? he
2: said the word disinflation you know he you said, said it again
0: yeah. huh yeah
2: i mean obviously he wants the market higher too so i guess you know i was thinking that they don't want the market higher i guess they don't give a crap so You know, what's what's inflationary is the market going straight up and that's what he just caused again. So he's not helping his own cause here. So I don't know. I think they're going to have rates up here for a while. I do think that we're not beating inflation. I mean, I kept saying we're going to beat inflation. We're going to beat it. And yeah, it looks like, you know, we're getting ahead of it a little bit here. But I think it's coming back from what I feel like there. Do you feel like prices are getting cheaper out there? I feel like it's popping up again. I mean, I went to the grocery store. I can't even believe it.
0: I, like I mean the cottage the only- cheese
2: I used to buy so I used to buy cottage cheese I, I still buy cottage cheese I cottage buy cheese it. Indicator. I, and now I went to the generic version because it's just so much bloody money it doesn't taste as good but I can't take it I was a Nordic cottage cheese it was $4.99 for a tub pre, pre-COVID it's mm-hmm. $7.99 now for the same tub it's literally up 60 percent so now I went to the generic version which is like 529 for the tub but it tastes like crap but I was like I just can't bring myself to pay 8 bucks for 8 bucks for a tub of eight, of uh cottage cheese. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it's selective perception on my part, but I don't feel like prices are going down. One thing that I would say is I've not been thinking about it like outside of the market,
1: like what's going on here? The only time I can compare the way that the market's reaction is right now is when we had that pandemic low and everyone was looking around like why isn't the market going down? But it just kept going back up. And up and up and up and up and it never broke, right? Well, it seems like right now, that's the way I see the market. It just wants to go up right now. Even though I see it logically coming down, I see the headwinds out there. We talk about all the situations out there. The price actions telling us something else.
2: Oh, 100%. We straight that all up along.
1: it's it's rosy, everything's perfect go
0: buy the growth stocks we'll see dennis do you have a costco by you because uh man i i I do 30 minutes away yeah okay because i meant to buy some sour cream and i bought this thing in cottage so if you want some cottage cheese we got it like joel's gonna send it to you (laughs) and and i want to
2: correct when i said because people will jump all over every word that i say i've clearly explained the difference between disinflation and deflation on this show i Mm -hmm. just said prices aren't going down i don't see prices not going up very quickly. I don't see like this inflation like just starting to slowly tick higher. I'm seeing like, boom, I go in, all of a sudden my 6.99 cost cheese is 7.99. That doesn't feel like 2%. That doesn't feel well, like four percent. Oh, will add feels to your like story. Uh, I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna hop. I'm gonna go talk uh, on with uh, Laura Chico from Wedbush. Get does uh, so Joel. Yeah, yeah. You guys, Joel, yeah, you talk yeah. You guys uh, go talk. Uh, <laughs> continue your cottage cheese discussion.
2: I just don't feel like the prices are, and again, they don't have to go down. They're not trying to get them to go down. They just want them to go up less quickly. I just well, feel like it's not happening. All of I'll tell a you, I feel I'll tell like you what, jacking them all again. I was
1: in the grocery store just last week and I was walking around, right? Just grabbing some things. And then I, I go by the chip aisle and I overheard a mom. As soon as she got into the chip aisle, she looks down. She's trying to get the the bag, right? The one, the, the singles in it, you know, the big bag that used to there be about like eight bucks. Now she looks at it and, she, and you just hear $16, <laughs> and $16. And I looked to the left. I was like, man, that is tough because I see her kids with her. And I know how that must feel because at the end of the day, I mean, she's trying to give her kids exactly yeah. what she's been giving them. But I mean, $16 for a bag of, for some bag of chips. I mean, how can the consumer keep at this for years and years? There's one thing if we're at this for like one year, there's a whole nother thing. If we're going to be like this for the next five years, it, inc- wages are going to have to rise.
2: That's well, the and they rate. are, but it's got to, they gotta get it in check and they're gonna to continue to raise rates hopefully until but if they throw in the towel and they just start changing, and again, you know, some people are reaching out to me, the CPI, they're changing the calculation of it again, they do that. They do that regularly. They 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 actually change the way it's calculated to make it less inflationary, which yeah. you know. I hope they don't pull the wool over our eyes and try to start feeding us. Oh yeah, it's down to two percent here because prices are going up a hell of a lot more quickly than two percent right now. I they're saying it's only six, it feels more than six, though. I know the TVs, and I just bought a computer monitor. There is some stuff, the computer monitors aren't going up very quickly. They're actually become down a little bit, but that stuff has always never really been that uh getting jacked up. It's like the regular stuff we consume on a regular basis. You know, you go, you know, you buy your groceries, you come out, and you're like, okay, I spent $200 worth of groceries, and I got like 10% less stuff. That yeah. sucks,
1: literally, literally. that's how that's the way it is that right sucks. now, and I mean. Uh, it's just something to notice, right? I mean, we could I think we can only bend for so long until the consumer breaks. When does that show up? It seems like that looks far down the line and that's why I think you're getting more and more focus on that soft. But the consumer uh, is heritage.
2: bending, the market just doesn't care. So Mike, and that's here's my truth. problem with being bearish, and again, I went to full market neutral, slightly bullish. Again, I still have a lot of cash in the long-term portfolio, mm-hmm. but I'm still getting 5% on that, so I don't mind as much waiting. But, again, you just look at this market and it's, doesn't it doesn't care that the earnings were a little bit light at, you know, Apple. It doesn't care that, you know, all, all of these earnings, I mean, none of them were great. We haven't had a great earnings season. This hasn't been like, wow, they're blowing it away and raising guidance. There's been a few stocks that have done that, but a lot of them have not. And the market continues to go up anyway. So if the market is just going to disconnect and not care the corporate profits are going to go down. Your bear thesis, or my bear thesis as well, is completely out the window. So I don't know when it starts caring again, but right now, corporate profits are not growing nearly as much as they were, and we're still willing to pay 25, 27 times earnings on stocks. You know, Microsoft, just ripping ChatGPT. They warned basically across the board on the call. I listened to the hour and a half of of that. Didn't hear anything about ChatGPT on that call at that time. That was a week and a half ago. But I'll tell you, they've bought the stock ever since it, And it was not a great call. It was not great with guidance. And I don't know if they care. And the stocks dipped down and they buy them right back. The Intel report was an epic disaster. It couldn't have been worse. They bought that thing back five days later. I sold some of it because I was like, this is dumb. So I still got a little piece I kept of it. But I mean, this is what we're in. If you're a full-on bear, you need to start seeing stocks go down on bad news. And they're not doing that, which makes me bullish.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, I'm, I'm even at the point where it's just, it's just rosy. It's rosy here. And you guys know I've been calling for the 420. A lot of that is for 20% off the low for us to officially, in my eyes, get to the bull market. That's the 420 mark. We could be there today, team. I really feel so. And, and you guys know it that I, I've been in the camp for long-term bear. Well, I'll tell you right now, I see maybe Tesla ripping through the 200 today. It did not want to give yesterday. I shorted it twice yesterday. Was able to make good money on the first entry, then gave some of it back on the second. And now I'm at the point where this doesn't want to break. I can tell. I can tell a lot from that price action yesterday. It looks
2: like it's gonna go through the 200. Yeah, it I'm looking for it today. We'll see we're what happens. consolidation ready. Like we're bumping up, we're consolidating right under it, and eventually gonna to try to break out. Does the breakout become a fake out? We don't know that yet, but as of right now, it looks like it wants the 200. The exuberance
1: is going. Euphoria is in this market. And the only time I talked about it last time that this happened to me was the pandemic. And what did we do there? Well, we just went straight up. Never came back down. No one was calling the V bottom. Very few. And a lot of people were saying, no, 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 but we'll go back down to those lows. We never went back down to those lows. So, even part of me is starting to get to the point where, yeah, we could get a pullback, but maybe that pullback's just think, the 400.
2: I think you got to be buying dips, right? You know, it's it, why bots It just fork. makes sense right now. You, and you've I, just got to blindly buy the dip. Should probably yeah. buy some Chipotle today. Probably should be done. I can't no. bring myself to pay that kind of earnings here, but I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to short it right now down 76. Think it's going to go down 200 in this market. In this tape, maybe something changes and needs a macro catalyst to change it to the bulls because earnings didn't do. We're almost through earnings season, like through the big guns. We're going to get a House of Mouse here tonight. It's Disney. Yeah, yeah we're going to get a House of tonight. Mouse tonight. tonight. So, but again, you just look here. A lot of the big guns have reported. They didn't do great. It didn't matter. They bought the stocks it didn't anyway. Matter. Stocks going up on bad news. Not good for bears. Always
1: well, got to ask ourselves, what environment are we in? It seems like we're in a pretty rosy environment right now stocks jumping up even on bad earnings reports i threw in
2: the towel on being bearish three weeks ago i mean i've thrown in the towel not on my long-term portfolio but i've thrown in the towel that i can't trade from the bearish side you know you learn the I, hard way like people I, say I'm I, i've been, I've been now. doing some i threw swings, in the towel a while ago here but... i said i flat out said it last week i'm bullish we haven't really moved much since then we're yeah. kind of just hanging out but we're still in a trading range but you can't be bearish when stocks are going up on bad news i can't fight this tape jc press Can't fight the tape. Number one. Number one rule, he's absolutely correct. I don't care what you think. I don't care what your thesis is. Mm -hmm. If the tape is telling you you're wrong, you're wrong. I've been wrong here to be bearish. I've stayed bearish too long. Correct in 2022. Wrong to not just go full January effect and just stick with it. I got bullish a little bit for the January effect first week. Thought it would fizzle out. Has not fizzled out. Has continued to create more FOMO. You got to go with what you're seeing it can all change as a trader we're lo- it's awesome to be a trader cuz you can change your opinion that's yeah. what you're designed to do it's how you extract alpha if you're always bullish always bearish you're not going to extract any alpha from this market you extract alpha by changing your opinion as a trader that is what you have to do on a consistent basis it's why I'm profitable most months if not all months because i'm consistent and again not long term portfolio cuz it's always long It'll move with the market. market goes down 20%. It's probably going to move a little bit less because it's got less beta. But, you know, overall, but talking about trading, you have to adjust to what you are seeing in your environment. Your opinion means nothing.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. And I think right now, short term, still seems just bullish, right? Short, even right now it feels, it. It right feels now. bullish the thing it seems a little bit more of that bearish is the long term outlook of prolonged interest rates but i mean let's just be real that could it could be a rosy first quarter and we can continue riding higher we'll see what happens all right that's gonna do it for us today like always you guys can keep up with dennis dick triple d trader on twitter and now i'll bring you guys over to live trading we'll see what happens today Yesterday, I was able to make some profits on Tesla short. Not many probably that are doing that. Um, and like always, team, it's difficult, right? We always got to be a balanced and flexible with what we're doing. What hat are we wearing? The day trading, the swing trading, the long-term investment. This is why I'm starting to adjust the way that I give outlooks to the short, the medium, and the long-term, right? We need to be having different mentalities because the truth is, is that it could be different in the short term. Could be today, tomorrow, or maybe this week. Medium term, we're looking at like three weeks, a month, two months, three months out. Then long term, what happens at the end of this year? What happens next year? Do we get the cut, right? The pivot next year. If that does happen, things don't look too bad, right? We'll see what happens today. Like always, you guys can keep up with all the action right here on Benzinga. You don't got to go anywhere, team, for that. And like always, keep up with us. Trading in the zone. This week we are gonna do a special 4 p.m. meeting because of course the Super Bowl coming to you guys. But trading in the zone, join us. The book club is growing every single week. We get more members. So you guys wanna go ahead and join. I actually got to the point where I'm not putting out these videos publicly. You gotta be exclusive members. That's the only way. If you guys want in on the book club, Hit that link, drop an email, I'll send it out. I already sent out the email for this week and resend out another one tonight or tomorrow. Like always, guys, you guys hit that link, join in. A lot of people joining us, having great conversations. and I can't wait to this Sunday to keep going. It's actually become my favorite part of the week. I'll see you guys, like always, on live trading. That's coming up next. Smash the like button if you guys enjoyed Frank Holmes, our guest today. The one to the one